My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm Lisa Tahir. If you don't know me, I want to thank you for tuning in today, whether you're on Facebook Live watching, if you're on Instagram watching, or listening somewhere that podcasts are played. Thank you. Today is a unique episode in a couple of ways. When I thought about this show last week, I intended it to be solely about my five-year anniversary today as a podcaster on LA Talk Radio. This is my show number 243, and I had intended to talk about the way podcasting has really changed me for the better, changed my life, and, um, you know, just all the the benefits and encouraging you, which I do want to do. If you have desire to start a podcast, do it. It's really awesome the way it affects and changes you as a person and the confidence that you developed, that you develop. And just the curiosity, you can follow through down different rabbit holes of research and offer that, offer something of value to people or something funny or whatever it is that's meaningful to you. Podcasting is just such a wonderful way to do that and connect with others. And I had my notes, which I'm just going to throw out because... Since I decided to do this show, a dear, dear friend of mine, Emily Weber, passed away unexpectedly of natural causes. And um, as I've been sitting with doing this show today, it's in memory and honor of her for you, Emily. And I considered canceling and doing a replay, which would be completely within the norm. And I thought about doing the anniversary show as planned, but just both felt really inauthentic and disingenuous. So instead, what came to me is to do a show talking to you about how we all process, how we experience and process grief and loss differently. And it put me in touch, like since I'm actually living this experience, Emily passed just several days ago, I'll be attending the, her memorial service and funeral soon, dear family, super vibrant. And um, just, you know, this feels so unreal and almost like hard to accept. And that caused me to remember that in my book, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, Empathy and Self-Forgiveness, I did a section on correlating the stages of grief 
with our chakra system. And that just kind of hit me over the head today when I was at the gym, like, oh my gosh, like I went to reread that segment of my book to help myself. And I want to offer that to you today because whether or not right now you might be going through grief over the death of a loved one or the way your life might've been, you know, pre-pandemic or a job loss, a relationship loss or change or impending relationship loss or change, whatever it is, we all experience grief in our lives. It is not age specific. Uh, The youngest of children, as we know, have gone through really horrific things, lost parents, been abused, you know, I mean, I don't have to go through the gamut of that kind of experience. And so I want to offer to you something that is of value in case you are in a place of going through a grief, going through a loss like I am of my dear friend, Emily, like a sister. It's it's my first um, passing of someone who's really been like a sister to me. So many years, like 15 years of these beautiful memories, some of the most fun times of my entire life have been with this woman and I have been feeling her with me. And I also want to offer that to you that our loved ones, when they transition, they are still accessible to us. They really want to communicate with us. The deceased want us to know how loved we are. And that's what I've been hearing from Emily since the moment she transitioned is first I heard her say, Oh, wow. It's, it's so beautiful. And I feel like that's just the only human words that I had to, to capture what I felt her sharing about the other side and what it's like. And then I heard her say, oh my God, you're so loved. And I think we lose sight. I know we lose sight. I've lost sight of how loved we are, how important we are. We get down on ourselves. We criticize ourselves and others. And I just heard her, I've been hearing her say how loved we are. And I want to tell you how loved you are, whatever you are going through, just to know that you're loved, even if it looks like you don't know the solution, it's okay. We all sometimes don't know what the solution is, but trust that you're going to find it. It's going to come to you. Ask that it comes to you. Ask to see it, feel it, hear it, catch it, and live it. And I've been hearing Emily just really reassuring me and us. And I just want to, I want to offer that. Sorry, I've been a little um, like, I don't know with the like forgetful. So my brain kind of trails off that just happened. And um, I'm not going to tell you to appreciate one another more than you already do, or be sure to try to say goodbye in a, you know, resolve fights. I mean, we know all this stuff. We know all that. It, it's like, so don't change the channel. I'm not going to go in that direction. I do want to go in the direction of our chakra system and how that correlates to the stages of grief that were put out back in the 60s by Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross when she created six stages of death and dying. And later, author, world-renowned speaker and teacher, David Kessler, who I've interviewed on this show, and Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross took the stages of death and dying and tailored them for grief. And grief is like a river. It wants to carve a new pathway through us. And it does, whether we're willing or not to allow that process to happen. And so as I'm trying to be in a state of allowance of my dear 
friend passing over way too young and early and, and, um, you know, trying to make sense of it, which I haven't yet. What I do know is that there are these emotions that we cycle through when a loss happens and we feel grief and there's no proper order of these stages. I'm going to start because it's the easiest for me to remember and work through with the stage of grief relating to denial. And this relates to our root chakra. The root chakra is at the very base of your spine where your sexual organs are. That is your root chakra. It correlates to our the physical plane, our family of origin, like the root causes of things in our lives. And that is where I believe the denial stage of grief is really vibrating and resonating because at the root of loss is, is like denial that it even happened. When I got the call that Emily was dead. I was like, no, she's not. And then to hear it was choking on food. I'm like, come the fuck on. Like, how does that shit happen? Just to be frank, what was going through my head. And it was like this denial, like, no, 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 there must be something else. Like something else had to have happened. Like, I know this is not, this is not the case. And so from the root chakra and that denial and kind of like, you know, I can't even believe this happened is the next chakra, which is our I have my book out because again, I'm a little forgetful. I'm a little spacey, the sacral chakra. And that's like, again, right at your vagina for a woman, your penis is a man, your sacral chakra and your sacrum resonates with um, anger, the anger stage. And I know at first I got pissed, like what the fuck happened? Like who was there? You know, so we rush to like, our anger protects us from, from grief, our anger is trying to get down that problem-solving train of thought where, like, I'm going to make calls. I'm going to ask, like, what was her last, you know, what was she doing? Who was she with? What do you know? So the anger stage can, of, deny, of grief can really throw you into action. And so don't try to suppress that. It's natural. And, you know, when we cycle through these stages, as I said a little bit ago, and from that from that place of, of anger, you know, we move up to the... Um, the solar plexus chakra, like our core, where our core is. And that's where we stabilize. Our core, we know physically working out, stabilizes us. And in the energetic system of the chakra system, our core as well stabilizes us. And I associate the stage of grief related to bargaining because it's like, I found myself thinking, when's the last time I talked to her? Like, why didn't I call her last month when I heard about something going on, you know, and kind of like, you start to bargain, like, maybe if I would have done this, there would have been a different outcome. Or like, you know, why didn't I just say I'm sorry, or, or whatever it is in your situation. So the bargaining resonates with that core, that that uh, solar plexus chakra system. And I just encourage you send love to these parts of your body, as you're as you're experiencing these emotions of grief and loss. And just you might feel pain in that area of your body, you might feel tightness, and that can kind of clue you in to that's where emotions are resonating for you. And to be gentle, you know, moving up from the solar plexus, we move up into our hearts, the heart chakra, just the seat of love, of compassion. The heart chakra mediates our lower kind of animalistic impulses of sex, aggression, 
you know, just wanting to like will things into being, just make the shit happen versus allowing it to happen, the higher executive functionings of mind, of spirit, of consciousness. So the heart is mediating these two parts of ourselves that we all have. And I see depression as resonating and residing within our heart chakra when, when we go through a loss and it's natural to feel depressed. It's natural to cry. It's natural to kind of ebb and flow between feeling really numb. I know I feel really numb at some parts of the day. And then earlier, I just burst out crying, like like just thinking about how um, how nice it'd be to go have a drink this weekend with Emily since I'm in New Orleans. And it's like, oh my God, you can't. And, um, you know, and so just to allow your heart to feel the sadness, it is such a necessary stage of your healing process. Again, grief being a river flowing through us, wanting to create new pathways and connections in our mind and our body and our soul and our, and our spirit. And, you know, earlier today, I was really put in touch with my heart chakra thinking of Emily and then moving up to our throat chakra, which has to do, pardon, I just need to take a moment. So the throat chakra, I'm just going to take a little reminder, look. Our throat chakra is associated with speaking our truth. It's associated with communication and verbal expression. And I talk about, I envision the throat chakra region resonating with the acceptance stage of grief. And it's where we start to think things and say things. Like I know I've had moments. I mean, Emily lived a full life. She was a business owner. She helped so many people on my Facebook DMs. A stranger messaged me the other day from Birmingham, Alabama, where she lived years ago. They were her neighbor years ago and said that Emily gave them so many things, so many belongings to help them out at one point when they were having a hard time. She was just generous. So you start to see this person, this loss in the full spectrum and context of who they were or your relationship that's that's ended or ending, you know, you start to really think about the gifts you learn, the things you share that you'll always take with you because love never dies. Even if a relationship ends or changes, the love that was shared never, ever dies. Please remember that no matter what is happening and what you may be experiencing. And so to really have an awareness at the right time of at this point, it's not really the bigger picture, but it's like, I do have these moments and the experience of Emily and just her beauty and her power. This woman lived, she had so much love in her life, romantic friendship and otherwise, I mean, cherished on this earth and just really lived such a full, full experience in life. And in my throat, it's like, okay, wow. Like she walked it out. She walked, her nickname was Hollywood. When I met her, she, it was like 15 years ago, she walked into this beautiful French Quarter condo. I was house-sitting, I was having a party, and she walks in with another friend of mine with this white hat and these gold shorts and high heels, like stunning blonde, and I opened the door, I'm like, oh my God, you're like Hollywood, 
And it's before I ever lived in Los Angeles. And that name has stuck for years. She was known as Hollywood, just a glamorous person. So it can really help you in your grief to remember these positive aspects of someone, of something, whatever it is. And then it's normal to cycle back into, oh my God, but they're not here. And and then be sad and be rageful and bargain and, and be like, I can't even believe this happened. So all of this is happening simultaneously. As humans, we can contain multiple emotions at once. So know that that's very natural and normal when you experience that. And from that place in your throat, then there's next the third eye chakra. And again, I need to some help with my book since my brain is not quite working in a linear fashion as much as usual. Um, the third eye chakra is relating to the finding meaning stage of grief. And author David Kessler just wrote this new stage into the cycle of, of grief. So finding meaning is what he offers as resonated, resonating with, um, as we're able, as we move on to weave grief into the fabric of our lives. This chakra represents our ability to transform the earthly or material plane, material pain of the previous stages. Our ability as human beings to create meaning separates us from other species. So it's really about um, making meaning. I'm not there yet. I mean, I can tell you I'm not in the making meaning third eye stage. This, this loss just happened several days ago. I don't understand why. On one hand, I mean, I can see and appreciate Emily having lived such a full life, but I, I'm not at the making meaning, weaving this in to life and, and like, you know, being in acceptance of it. Because this stage of making meaning is where you start to accept that this loss, you know, is a natural part of, of life, of your life, of your experience. And that can take varying amount of times. And sometimes, you know, we might never be able to have the understanding or the acceptance of like, okay, you know, I'm fine with this. It doesn't mean you have to be fine or okay with this loss, but to really, at some point you do start to use it to maybe help and teach others or, you know, be kinder, like to be more like Emily was. She was such a generous person in a practical sense with donating and giving and charity events. And, you know, so that's something I'd like to take from her and include in my life more be service. Um, so that's like an example of, of making meaning and weaving that into your life experience. And then in my book, I offered a seventh stage that's not officially published anywhere. And when I just started to kind of feel into what would be next, because there is the crown chakra. And I thought about the crown chakra correlating to our meaning about life after death, the afterlife. I mean, since human beings have been on this planet, we have wondered what is beyond this physical incarnation. And people have crossed over and come back. We've heard stories, but I don't know that we really know for certainty until we have our own experience of death and then the afterlife. If you believe in that, I do. And if you don't, that counts too in this crown chakra stage of grief is I'll just read to you what I wrote. The seventh chakra, the crown chakra, is located at the top of the head. This is the chakra that gives us access to higher states of consciousness and knowing. It connects us to universal knowledge, 
the infinite and the immaterial, which are beyond our conscious reckoning, given our current time and space reality on earth and our physical bodies. If another stage of grief were to be offered, I speculate that it might be a stage related to life after death or the afterlife. Many people have religious, personal, or spiritual beliefs on the matter. Others aren't sure what happens after we die. We all think about it and speculate. This stage could contribute to answering the question we have asked for thousands of years and may ask forever. What lies beyond our physical death? In my book, The Chiron Effect. So we can just take a moment together and close our eyes. Just kind of feel into our own heart space. Take a pause from your day right now. It won't be long. Just breathe in and out through your heart, centering yourself in this moment. Whatever's happening, allow it to be. Just intending for yourself that you're going to be able to handle everything that comes. Rise to all the occasions of your life as they happen, as they present. Really knowing there's guidance and knowledge for you available beyond where we sit in this physical knowing of our lives. And just asking to receive that for ourselves and our loved ones right now. Okay. Coming back, coming back to the room, to your present moment experience. And um, I do want to share that I am, uh, it's just so weird. Like uh, next week, I'm looking forward to being in Sedona, Arizona. I am presenting at the Ascension Retreat in Sedona, Arizona, along with about 12 other practitioners of various disciplines. I am presenting my book and facilitating a sound bath healing around Chiron, what I've been doing with my book. And it's going to be such an exciting experience in Sedona. It's the Ascension Conference. If you want to go online and participate, it's going to be filmed and submitted to Amazon Prime as a docu-series. So that may be coming out our Amazon Prime docu-series sitting around, centering the, around the Ascension Conference, different ways to heal, embrace life, move through life. And um, NOLA Therapy is my website to schedule sessions with me. Reach out if you're going through something and you want to talk about it. I'm available, phone, Skype, FaceTime, Zoom. I am here for you on social media, NOLA Therapy on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. And um, my book is there, available everywhere books are sold. What else do I want to share? And, um, you know, my my actual, my podcast sponsors tie in to the work that I'm doing right now. So I do want to, to offer to you, if you are struggling with addiction, which so many people are, as a result of the pandemic, just really exacerbating underlying problems you might have already been going through. Do reach out if you're struggling with drug or alcohol addiction. And Recovery Centers of America 
they're available. They're a brick and mortar offering inpatient treatment and online treatment. Call them 1-800-905-6675. That's Recovery Centers of America offering you help for addiction, outpatient or inpatient, 800-905-6675. And secondarily, betterhelp.com. I don't even need to read it. They've been a longstanding sponsor. I was a therapist for them for a while. Betterhelp.com forward slash A-T-T for all things therapy. And it's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash A-T-T. They offer HIPAA compliant phone and video therapy through their betterhelp.com platform. It's super affordable. They offer financial aid if you need it and qualify. You can reach out to someone and connect within 24 hours. Super, I just really recommend them. If you don't feel like you can afford a, a practitioner like myself or someone else, just really affordable, legit therapy. Okay, y'all. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. Love to you. Love to you, Emily Weber. And I'll be with you next week. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy.